Talking Illinois High School Football. If your goals are as high as you talk about, tonight's the night you go out and just take one more step. It's a view from the West. And it starts right now! Welcome into View from the West podcast, the podcast covering Illinois high school football on the western side of the state of Illinois. I'm your host, Greg Armstrong. We're back for another season preview. This time we're jumping into the Lincolnland Conference. I'm joined once again, as always, back from the, the hot, steamy state of Texas, Mitch yeah. Stormer. Mitch, how you doing? Uh, I, I feel like I melted all week. Um, <laughs> it. it you know, it gives you some perspective as to, uh, you know, how good the football is down there and what conditions that they have to practice through in the hot summer months, because it's, you know, it, it got up to like 107. And uh, even at, at nine o'clock at night, it was still 95. And I just, it's not for me, I'll tell you that much. So nice to be back in the Midwest, which is a little cooler and uh, talking with you uh, for some more football. All right. You don't have any, uh, you don't have any Texas high school state pre- uh, previews for us. Do you know? No, who, I mean, who are the players? It's it's always like Duncanville and North Shore and South Lake Carroll. So we'll just assume they're good again, and we'll go from there. All right, that that wraps up our Texas uh, state preview. So that's uh, right. All <laughs> right. For, all your, for all your Texas needs, please come to View from the West podcast. That's that's right. All right, let's jump into what we're a little more familiar with: the land of Lincoln. Today being the Lincoln Land Conference preview. Of course, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Breedlove Sporting Goods. Western Illinois' premier sporting goods store for uniforms, apparel, equipment, awards, and online team stores. They provide all the same sporting goods services that the big nationwide companies do, but with a faster turnaround, and their uniform pricing is a fraction of the cost that you're probably used to. They offer name brands such as Adidas, Under Armour, Nike, and are extremely responsive with any inquiries. With a primary focus on the western side of the state of Illinois, Breedlove Sporting Goods is the fastest way to outfit your team. Check them out on Facebook or at BreedloveSports.com, or you can contact Cal Breedlove directly. Email him at CalBreedlove at gmail.com for more information. Mitch, great to have Breedloves on board. Let's jump into the Lincolnland Conference, this newly formed conference here, combination of the Lincoln Trail and the Prairie Land so we got some some new teams. We're exploring, you know, some rosters we haven't dove into in the past. We've talked a little bit about Farmington and Elmwood Brimfield, Macomb when they've done their crossovers, and the other teams in the Prairie Land, certainly. Those were the big names last year that I remember. But uh, some new rosters to dive into. And Mitch, some new uniforms, some good-looking helmets I've seen. Yeah, some good, some good uniforms. I haven't, I haven't dug too far into this yet, Greg. And I know that that's that's on me. It's something I got to catch up on. I've seen Farmingtons. I've seen the Farmers. You know, love that look. Love the nickname. Uh, so yeah, anytime that we can add some new, uh, some new schools to talk about, just like you said, we, we've we've seen these schools um, in the past couple of years where the two conferences have had those one or two crossover games every year. So nobody that we're unfamiliar with, certainly. But now that we'll be covering them on a more regular basis, good to have them uh, on board and. Uh, and to say that, and one of the first teams we'll talk about, you know, this conference will go through even some more changes next year with with teams, or at least one team moving out, one team moving in. So, um, as always, lots of changes that we're trying to keep uh, keep track of and and stay ahead of. So, but uh, the the 2023 roster here, of schools looks pretty good, and, and looking forward to a great season. 
Yeah, well, that's a great point. Let's uh, mention that we've talked about on our previous podcast, Bureau Valley has been accepted into the Lincoln Trail Conference. So they will slide into this Lincoln Land Conference for football. And we've heard that they will, I mean, I guess it naturally makes sense. They will fill the void that will be left by Mercer County. So they'll end up in the large school side. I think they'll be um, maybe, you know, near the border, near the cut line of the small and the big schools. But I think they're right around the same size as like Knoxville. So mm-hmm. the the enrollment wise will fit in that large school side. Um, so and naturally with Mercer County leaving that that's kind of the the perfect fit for them as far as, you know, helping the conference out. So, um, yeah, Bureau Valley next year will jump in to fill Mercer County spot. But let's talk about the Mercer County Golden Eagles. We'll start there. Yeah. And the Mercer County Golden Eagles, seven and three a year ago, lost a heartbreaker to Bloom Central Catholic 27-26 in the playoffs. This year, head coach Tanner Matlick takes over his first year. He steps in for Andrew Hofer, who'd been at Mercer County for several years. And as Mercer County does, kept them competitive, kept them in the playoff mix every year. But let's jump into what this Golden Eagles squad looks like heading into the 23 season. Mitch, we saw it last year on display. I think they're going to have it again this year. Some speed, multidimensional offense, be able to do a lot of things, and a physical defense. Those are kind of their calling cards. I think you're going to see them again this year. Yeah, I think so too. Certainly when you talk about that that speed and that multidimensional offense, it's going to be led by Colby Cox, a name that we talked about a lot last year. Um, really has a, a, a good control of this of this Golden Eagle offense. So looking forward to having him back. Um, that, that's really good experience to have for this team moving forward. Like you said, coming off of a heartbreaker um, last year in the playoffs, you, you got to imagine that this team is ready to go um, and ready to compete for, for yet another conference title. So uh, I'm looking at Colby Cox. I'm, I'm looking at maybe a target of his in William Fredrickson. I think he's going to gonna flash on both sides of the ball as a receiver and as, as a defensive back. Um, but when we, when we talk about physicality on, on both lines, you know, the senior there with Ian Willits, really going to anchor, anchor that line. So um, th- this is a great team. Um, I, I think they, they have experience coming back. Uh, and again, when, when you go through a, a playoff loss like that, it does, it does sharpen you as a team. And that was one thing that, that Coach Matlick wants his team to do. It really wants to sharpen their IQ um, and just get immersed in the game, right? It's one thing to go through the X's and O's. If you can take that a little bit further, you know, how, how much more can that add to your game? And I think that that's what Coach is looking forward um, for his kids to do. And with the experience they have coming back, uh, I, I think they can do it. Yeah, I thought that was a really interesting note that he talked about, you know, as a first-year head coach, you know, mentioning not necessarily, you know, building a big scheme or doing something different offensively, defensively, playbook-wise, but just that football IQ aspect and just really helping them helping his players to try to take that next step and say, we're teaching you to do this, but why are we teaching you to do this? That was, I thought was really interesting for a first year head coach. Yeah. And it, it ironically enough, it kind of echoes. I was on the plane. I was watching the first episode of, of hard knocks this, this season's uh, version of hard knocks. And that's almost what the jets are saying. You know, you, you go lift and then what you make a great play and then what? So it's not just doing, uh, the one thing it's what you do afterwards to continue progressing and getting better. So yeah, great, great for coach to kind of have that mindset early um, and to be aware of that. And it, we'll see if this team can kind of follow those words. Yeah. I'm excited to see what um, Tanner Matlick can do, you know, as a head coach at Mercer County in particular, especially this year, he was a quarterback, a successful quarterback at Mercer County. 
with an athlete like Colby Cox, who's there with that experience and that that football IQ that we talked about, mm. just having those varsity reps, having a lot of success at the varsity level. What can Tanner Matlock do as a as a former, you know, not too far off, you know, you know, played high school football not too long ago. What can right. he do to kind of relate to that to that player, to that, you know, elite athlete at quarterback? I think that's an interesting dynamic that I'm I'm excited to follow there in Mercer County. So, yeah, yeah, same here for sure. And this will be, as we talked about, this will be their last season, um, their, their first season in the new conference slash last season in the new conference as they will uh, slide over to the track next year. Yeah, a lot of changes, you know, in the last three years for Mercer County going from all Lincoln Trail to this Lincoln land now next year to the Three Rivers. But I think by the time they settle in the Three Rivers, that's that's their great fit. I think that's that's where they that's where they belong. We had a whole podcast about it. You can go back and listen right. to to you and I talk with Ty Taylor about it. But uh, yeah, I think that'll be a good fit for them moving forward. But for this year, we'll see where they compete in this conference. All yeah. right. Uh, week, week one, uh, they are hosting Mammoth United. Okay, there we go. So uh, a familiar Lincoln Trail uh, crossover yeah. opponent there. Yep. Yep. In just in what, we're two weeks out? This is Thursday. We're two weeks away. Yeah, man, it's, it's coming. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. I know. So all right, let's move down the way here to Illini West. Mitch, a team that's kind of, you know, been on our radar, obviously, for years as a very good program. But the mm-hmm. first year we're really diving in and covering them here on View from the West when they when they joined this conference. So the Illini West Chargers, four and five last year. Um, I want to give a thank you to Jacob Calvin. And all, I actually want to take a pause and give thank you to, you know, Illini West, Elmwood Brimfield, Farmington, West Hancock, you know, Macomb, the schools that we're not really familiar with. And we reached out to them and sent out the preseason form. All those coaches responded within a week. You know, they got back mm-hmm. to us, gave us great information. They did, they may not really be all that familiar with what we're doing here, but I appreciate they took the time to help us out. So I, I do want to yeah. give a quick plug for, you know, big thank you to that. So let's jump in here. Illini West four and five last year, you know, kind of a down, you know, a down year overall for what you expect year in and year out historically from Illini West. They have, you know, Coach uh, Calvin thinks they have great team speed, good depth at their skill positions, which is always important. Solid linebacker core that has a lot of varsity experience. So those pieces are all really interesting to me to see if this Illini West team can, you know, build that five, six wins or maybe even beyond. Yeah, and, and that's that's a really good set of attributes for a team, right? Especially an experienced team like the Chargers are going to put on the field this year. Uh, interested to see what coach Calvin has. Uh, we're, we're hearing some words of a, of a new defensive scheme that maybe uh, allows more speed to be on the field. So really interested to see how that looks. And, and I think that's great. You know, you, you have a four and five year, you take a look at what you, what potentially went wrong in, in that season and you make adjustments as you go. So this, this, I'm looking forward to this. Um, and again, with the experience that they have back, um, and even the skills that they have back, the coach thinks that they have uh, the guys that can really break a game open. Now, again, a young offensive line, maybe, uh, maybe take a couple games to get kind of in the rhythm. Yep. Um, but, but again, with the experience that these guys bring back, you got guys that play varsity as sophomores. Um, looking forward to seeing how Illini West responds from a four and five season last year. Yep, go through some of the names here that they have coming back. The you know the experience we've talked about. Ian Bensinger, a running back and a linebacker. He's a senior. Nick Holes will be a senior on that offensive and defensive line. 
Um, playing behind them, Max Kinneman, quarterback, defensive back. You also have Thomas Chandler, who will be a linebacker and an offensive lineman. He's a senior. Uh, Lucas Finch, uh, Jorge Espinoza. So a few guys there that you know could be some names that we're going to be hearing throughout the season, names to watch out for. They'll, they'll open with a pretty interesting matchup against Farmington. We'll talk about Farmington in a minute, but this game could go a long way, I think. It, it sounds mm-hmm. weird to say it, but in week one, this game goes a long way in determining kind of which direction these programs are headed in, don't you think? Yeah, and that's kind of where we're headed with a lot of these conferences where they're playing a full nine-game schedule of conference games. Every every week matters. It, and not to say that, you know, um, a non-conference game doesn't matter, um, certainly for, for playoff implications. But now if you're playing a full conference schedule, it just means a little bit more to get towards that, you know, conference title. So this conference is weird because they actually okay. have – they have two – well, I guess – one true non-conference game, the okay, big school so, okay. side. The big school side has one true non-conference game, and the other one is a crossover. Okay. Yeah. Either way, uh, starting, yes. starting week one, yeah, starting week one with Farmington, certainly, um, you know, you, you want to get off on the right foot. So, uh, tough challenge here for the Chargers and, uh, and for Farmington, for that matter. Well, you look at their first three games, Farmington, Elmwood, Brimfield, and Macomb. So, mm-hmm. I think as we go through this list of the big school side, this conference, this big school division is really going to be competitive. There's a lot of good programs and a lot of good teams that are going to be vying for that top spot. This choosing the winner of this conference is, is by no means automatic. Yeah. And that's, you know, a little bit of a gauntlet there in the first three weeks, but it also gives the line at West um, that maybe the three best teams that they'll face right away. And then, you know, see how you do against them. What can you work on? Maybe pull off a couple wins here. Certainly that's a possibility. And then maybe that schedule eases up a little bit, grab some wins, and you're looking into the playoffs. Matt, Mitch, you're already making enemies with Knoxville and Mercer County when you just, like, throw it down like like that. I don't ever (laughs) want to make enemies of them. But, you know. um, It'll be a tough start to the schedule. I agree. Yeah. Macomb had an undefeated regular season. Yep. Uh, Elmwood Brimfield was six and three. Farmington was seven and two. So, um, yeah, the, the, whole, right. the whole conference is a gauntlet. So, yep. yeah. Yep. Well, let's jump into the next team that we that we just referenced, Elmwood Brimfield. The Trojans, six and four a year ago, were in the playoffs. Head coach Todd Hollis leads them. Overall, team speed is good. Their O-line has been coming together this year. He really likes what he sees out of their offensive line. And as always – you know, like he references, line play will dictate overall team success. I've heard that so many times, you know, yeah. in these season previews. But man, it, it's 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 for real. I and mean, it's it's it yeah. sounds like a cliche the more you hear it, but it really is true. If you can establish yourself up front, there's a lot of damage you can do. Yeah, you gotta win, you gotta win the trenches. There's no there's no question about that. So that sentiment seems to be pretty pretty popular amongst all the teams that we cover. Um, what'll be, what'll be an interesting wrinkle for, for the Trojans this year is that they don't have any varsity experience at quarterback returning. So, um, that, that really will, um, they'll really need to rely on that, that line, uh, uh on that line play, but on both sides of the ball, but certainly the offensive side with it, with a new quarterback coming in, um, you know, they need to get that position solidified certainly, um, and get a good play play caller back there. So that line will help that. It, it, absolutely. Yep. Well, a few of the playmakers they'll have on the offensive side of the ball at running back, Bailey Elwell is back. 
as a senior. Lane Durst is a senior who will be there in the mix. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, Elwell will also be there as a defensive back. Jimmy Babcock, a senior, as a defensive back as well. So, you know, a few names to watch for there. You know, on that line, on the offensive side of the ball, you're going to have Elijah Davis and Nate Schmidt. Those are seniors that are going to really have to kind of help, you know, like we said, establish that line and kind of create create what they want to do on offense and give them that positive momentum on the offensive side of the ball. Mitch, again, we've talked about the matchups in this in this conference, and they start right in week one. Elmwood Brimfield versus Knoxville. That's that's a tough one to call. We'll talk about yep. Knoxville in a minute, but right away, these are tough games that are kind of toss-ups. Yeah, look, kind of just looking through the whole schedule here. They're, they're really good week one matchups. So uh, this new conference is starting off with a bang, no question about it. Yep, absolutely. All right, well, we'll keep rolling down the list here. The Farmington Farmers, always a program that, you know, they're on our radar because they're a playoff team year in and year out. Seven and two a year ago, they beat El Paso Gridley in the first round. They lost to Maroa Forsyth, who went on to have a, a run to the state championship game, I believe, finished runner-up, right? Yes, yeah. so. So uh, head coach Toby Vallis will lead the Farmers. And Mitch, before we get into the preview, Coach Vallis throw down the gauntlet and says they have the best helmet. In the conference, <laughs> in the state, where, how uh, far is he taking that? I don't know that he clarified okay. I don't know that he clarified. Let's see. Uh, he just said we have the best helmets. That's so, and that's pretty open ended. And it's he's got a shot. He's got a, a very good shot at that. Certainly, I've, I've always been uh, yeah. a fan of, of of Knoxville's. You know, simple helmet. There, there's yeah. a lot of contenders in in this. Uh, yeah, Anwar Weathers. So there's a lot of contenders in this conference. So it's that's that's high talk but he does have a he does have a case for that no question so we'll, we'll paint the paint the picture for the listening audience here they've always historically done the star the gold star on mm-hmm. a purple helmet with the f in the middle of the star that was always what they did for years and years but they've gotten now a little extra creative and inside the star the f has a little pitchfork going through it and then the center stripe the real you know, I don't know what you say. The real centerpiece, the real eye catcher of the helmet yeah. now is the pitchfork goes down the center of the helmet with the three tongs of the pitchfork right in the middle, right by the face mask. It, yeah. It's cool. It's really cool. It really pops. I've seen a lot of photos of it and video of it. So I, yeah, I, I can't argue too much. It is a great looking helmet. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to make other fan bases mad. So I won't say, right. I won't say best. I'll let him say it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got a point. There's no yep. question. It's a cool helmet. Now, All right. The, the, now the players on his team that making Let's... up and wearing that that cool helmet. That's that's where the, I think Coach Vallis is, has his work cut out for him. They're going to be starting maybe ten underclassmen on each side of the ball. So this this is going to be an interesting year for Farmington, no question about it. So when you have a young team like that coming off of a playoff season, um, boy, that that that's a challenge. There's no question about it. Yeah, um, you know, that it'll be a different looking team than certainly, you know, the, the little bit of the lack of experience going into this season. Uh, Lane Wheelwright, a junior quarterback, Logan Ute, UTT. Did I, how do we think I pronounce that? Yes, no? I would say it's Ute. Ute, okay. And uh, yeah, that's right. Let us know. Uh, Jack Gronwald will be a sophomore wide receiver. So all, you know, potential impact players, but all first-time starters. So, mm-hmm. you know, there could be, you know, some growing pains and some learning on the job. But I think that 
that type of thing, especially as junior or sophomores, that can be a good thing, you know, like yeah. learn on the job and get, hopefully the goal is to get better as this season goes, right? You don't want to let a whole season pass you by, but get better as the season goes, see where you end up at the end of the year. Well, it's, it certainly doesn't mean either that we think that they're going to have a bad year by any means. These no. under, underclassmen could come in and really shine. So um, it's just, it's, it's just a challenge. That's, I think that's the point we're trying to make anytime that you can start that many underclassmen on, on both sides of the ball is, as coach Vallis has said, um, certainly a challenge, but, but again, uh, we'll, we'll see what these young guns can do. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that Farmington is one of those programs that's kind of proven over the years that, you know, they will be competitive that, that, that I I'm not really worried about, you know, where they end up because I just feel like they're always in the mix. I mean, coach Vallis has been around for, I think almost 10 years, you know, may, maybe this is his 10th year going soon to be. So he's been around a while, you know, he's, he's coached a lot of football there and had a lot of success there, you know, um, several one loss seasons, you know, where they were making some playoff runs. So yeah, I, I think that, you know, Coach Vallis will have this team coached up, ready to go. And yeah, like we said, there may be some growing pains, but I think that they'll get there. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, Mitch, let's move down the list to West Hancock, the Titans. They were one and eight a year ago. First year head coach, Coy Dorothy, steps in. He tells us, he, you know, in his response that they will not look anything like they did last year. They've completely flipped schemes, both offensively and defensively. That's, you know, really interesting. And, and for a one and eight team, I think that's good, right? I think if players are buying yeah. in, I think that's a great thing. Yeah, it's it's great to to mix it up. Um, I'm, I'm not sure when Coach Dorothy came in, um, but, you know, how much time has he had, right? That, that'll be the key. He's, it, it, it seems like the kids have picked up on those schemes re- relatively quickly. Yep. Um, but, but, you know, how long have they been working at it? And, you know, um, certainly if it's been a little bit too close to the season, that might take that much longer to get used to that. But if they've been working on it all summer, if they're working on it even prior to that, or, or at least learning it prior to that, they can step in right away and really make a difference. So um, you know, we, we've heard our friends, Chris Dewar and Matt Shuckman talk about how the culture has changed at West Hancock. So all, all good things going into to Coach Dorothy's first season. So um, they open up at Hayworth. Um, yep. And, and yeah, looking forward to seeing, uh, again, a completely different Titan team on the field. Yeah. Uh, Mitch, did you see the uh, the shuck on a truck segment with uh, Chris Dewar and Matt Shuckman? Yeah, the the, the renowned segment and, of and, Chug on a Drug. And how cool is that? I, I just like, yeah. as soon as I start watching it, like I just get a smile on my face. Like those two guys are just like so cool and they're just, talking about high school football and how much they love it and how much they love covering it. And it's just like, they're hanging out in the back of the truck bed. It's like, man, I want to be as cool as those guys when I grow yeah. up. Look, I, I don't know what we'd call it, but maybe one day we'll do something on a pontoon boat, just floating down the Mississippi and we'll, <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. I love it. I love it. All right. Something that brainstorming ideas, you know, big yeah. picture here. Yeah. yeah. Now we're well, on a boat. <laughs> quickly let's talk through uh who west hancock has here some of their personnel on the offensive side of the ball uh gavin growth is at quarterback nolan gooding at a wide receiver bryce varner at a wide receiver tucker colzenberg wide receiver evan carroll at an as just an athlete could be interesting to see how they utilize him in a new offensive scheme gage scott as well um on the defensive side of the ball uh, Carroll will also be a linebacker and a defensive back. Carter Barnes will be a defensive back. 
Uh, Charles Dadend will be a linebacker. So, you know, these are kids that obviously under a first-year head coach, they're hungry, right? After one win a year ago, it's yeah. interesting to see what, you know, how much buy-in you can get from that first-year head coach and and what you can do. They they have a tough schedule. I mean, we're going to, you know, we're talking through the teams they're going to have to go through, but, yeah. it, you know, it's exciting to, to see that kind of, you know, renewed energy or that culture change yeah. that, that this yeah, it's, it's, about. Yeah, it's a fresh start, right? Uh, brand new head coach, brand new scheme. So, yeah, looking looking forward to seeing, again, I, I mentioned earlier, looking forward to seeing what the West Hancock Titans look like in 2023. I think it'll be a, a different team than we uh, absolutely have seen the past couple of years. Yep. All right. Well, from West Care or from West Hancock, who we, you know, are learning about this year, kind of for the first time. How about Knoxville Blue Bullets, a team we're very familiar with over the last few years, nine and three a year ago, the 2A quarterfinals, Ryan Hebbard, he was our uh, LTC coach of the year, I believe, right? It was the, the, I believe that's right. Yeah. 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 So um, Ryan Hebbard is back. He, uh, in the form he sent back to us, talked about being focused on, you know, maturing new varsity players. They're coming up through the system, but they're going to have to rely on some veterans. They return five starters on offense, six starters on defense. Overall, he likes their depth. This is a program that, yeah, I think that they they kind of reload, you know, year in and year out. We've kind of seen this Knoxville program reload. So I think it is a big part of those experienced veteran players to really take mm-hmm. lead and show the, you know, the new inexperienced varsity athletes kind of how it's done. I, I trust every year that this Knoxville program will do that. Yeah, they never seem to disappoint, right, since we've been we've been covering them. Um, always a fan of what Knoxville does on the field. So looking forward to seeing what this team looks like. Like you said, um, got to replace about half of the offense, half of the defense. But that means, like you said, half of the starters are coming back. So it'll be a nice mix. Certainly, we've we've talked about Nolan McClay before. He'll he'll be one of the running backs of this team. So um, Will, Will Shreves comes in at quarterback. Bo Laws, who we've talked about in the past at running back as well. And, and other guys that are going to anchor uh, anchor the effort here: Jacob Morris, Dalton Hutchinson, Joe Wall, Trenton Kurgan. So uh, again, talking about guys who who are going to be able to make an impact right away for this Blue Bowl team. Yeah, I mean, some names that we're you know familiar with. We've heard you know heard those names sparing occasionally last year. So, mm-hmm. yep, I think names that um, we'll be hearing this year as well. Let's keep going down the list here. Mitch, we didn't get much information from Lewiston. Uh, they were 0-9 last year. Uh, they jump into this Prairie Land big side of things, like we said, with a, you know, with a challenge, you know, to try to turn around an 0-9 season with a conference that I feel like is pretty, pretty talented. So mm-hmm. um, see what they can do. Not, not really familiar with the program in general. I do believe I've been there once. And their basketball court is amazing. I think their basketball oh. court looks incredible. If I if I remember correctly, I believe so. I think they have a really cool gym. So oh, okay. it doesn't do much. It doesn't do much for this podcast, but yeah. I feel like it was worth noting. Yeah. So. If, if anyone if anyone in Lewiston is, is listening, please please reach out to us. Let us know. We want to know more about yep. about the Indians. Um, yeah, like you said, tough year last year at at 9 and it doesn't get a lot easier opening up this season with with Macomb. So. Yep. Um, but again, Lewiston, if you're listening, please let us know, get a hold of us, let us know who the follows are. Uh, we'd love to be able to, to keep in touch with you this year and, uh, and certainly promote, uh, what, what you're doing. But as we talk about that, they, 
they play Macomb. Let's jump right into Macomb. I was going to say the Macomb Bombers, 10-1 and one a year ago, undefeated regular season. They beat Quincy Notre Dame in the first round of the playoffs. They lost in the second round to Murfreesboro, way down in Southern Illinois. Head coach Tanner Horrell told us they are really trying to build off last year's success. I actually, I was at the game um, when they played at Rova Williams Field. And they looked really good. They're, you know, they were on their way to a nine and zero season. So clearly, they were playing really good football. You know, he did mention they were hit hard with graduation. So there's guys who have to step in in new roles. They'll have to be ready to perform. But I think, Mitch, you know, as you know, we've seen enough teams around, you know, around our area that if you have new kids or new players with inexperience, if they're trying to build off something from a year ago that yeah. really, you know, brought that excitement, brought that energy to the program. That's an easier starting block than than you know as opposed to anything else. Yeah, it, it's it's a good starting block, but it's it's also a, a hard uh, act to follow, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you, yes. you want to be able to match as much success as, as you possibly can. So it, it'll be it'll be a challenge, I, I think. But you know, Coach Oral said what we just talked about with a few other teams. They think that if they can win those defense, offensive and defensive line battles, that that'll set the tone. So um if that happens they'll have yet another successful season so some questions certainly heading into heading into the season but but coach Hall likes the pieces that he has um the new quarterback this year Braden Holdhouse played receiver so you know we've seen that with other teams that we've covered Princeton is a good example of converting receivers and skill position players to quarterbacks it's really worked out well for them so I'm looking forward to seeing what he can bring again he's a junior one of his targets is going to be a sophomore, Drew Watson, uh, played last year. He had four catches in the playoffs when one of their top guys went down. So that, I mean, that's that's certainly a stepping stone there. You, you come in right away. I guess he would have been a freshman, um, and they come in to have, have four catches in the playoffs. That's you know wow. that, that's really that's really good. So um, you know, uh, Holdhouse Watson, Ian Case as, as a senior tight end, uh, played a lot of defense, but coming over. On the offense, a big size, 6'7", 225, Greg, there from, from Ian Case. So that's a, that's a <laughs> pretty tall target for holdouts, I'd say. Yeah, I, that's one of those guys that, yeah, you, you get down in the red zone, and normally most high school teams are thinking, you know, find a way to pound it in, run it in. Man, they could if they can go up top to him, that that's 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 great. That would look really good, yeah. yeah. And if they're going to do it, if they're going to do it, and I'm at the game, make sure they – fade to the corner of the end zone that I'm standing right. in because that always yeah. helps. I like that. Yeah, you'll, you'll be able to cover it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Case, Case is big on defense, too. He, he's one of the leading tacklers that comes back. Um, Connor Bishop, a linebacker, who, who also will play um, on the offensive side, running the ball. And, and Holdhouse, the quarterback, big year defensively last year, too. 15 tackles, eight solo, four interceptions. So I like the athleticism of this team. Um, so even though, uh, again, we're talking about certainly not a rebuild, not, not that at all, but um, a, a young team coming off of a 10 and one season. I, I'm still, I'm, I'm excited about this, this McComb team to see what they can do here in their, in their second effort, second year effort. Yeah. Um, we also, when we're talking about McComb, we got to give a shout out to the, uh, the voice who's going to be calling their games, the bomber sports network sports director, justice Keen. He's been a follower of ours on Twitter for quite a while. So, um, Oh, no, actually, I just noticed he doesn't follow us, but I think he follows me, my personal account, but he oh, should well, follow we gotta, us Yeah, now. we got to change that. <laughs> As I call it out, I realize he doesn't follow our View from the West account, but I, I think he follows uh, my Greg Armstrong account. So anyway, yeah. he, he's, he's a good kid. I, I've followed him for several years, and he does, he does great coverage down there in Macomb. So uh, anyway, Mitch, 
if you can believe it, that actually brings us to the end of the large school side. We've talked through everybody here. Yeah. So a lot of good football. We, I mean, we've talked about a lot of teams that have a lot of talent, but I don't think there's no clear cut favorite. I, I don't think, is there? <sighs> you know, we, a lot of the teams that we talked about are, are, are going through maybe some growing, growing, not only growing pains, just, you know, new, new starters, new faces and new places sort of thing. If, if I had to look um, at, at this list and if you're asking me to predict who I think will, I win, am, I am going to do, I am doing that. <laughs> I'm going to say, As it has come down to in previous seasons. Yes. It's going to come down to Mercer County in Knoxville. And I think. I think with Colby Cox coming back, I think this Mercer County team takes the takes the uh, the conference title this year. Yeah, Mitch, you kind of stole my thunder. (laughs) I was thinking that I was thinking that we were going to be different. And, you know, as people have probably realized over the years, we do not rehearse that. We don't even really think about it till we just get in the moment and decide. I also, as we read through everything, I just, there's a lot of teams that have question marks or inexperience, yep. but Colby Cox is the, the experience, you know, you know, in this conference, especially at the quarterback and, position. I, and, with, and with a new coach who was a quarterback, um, you know, certainly what, what dynamic do they have? What kind of wrinkles can they, you know, draw up? So uh, again, I, I, I think Knoxville is going to be right there. I really like um, Knoxville every single season. I think they do have some key pieces coming back. But I think with Colby Cox leading the way, I think Mercer County will get it done. All right. Well, there it is. We agree on Mercer County. That is your look at the Lincoln Trail. The Lincoln Trail. Okay, Mitch, we should talk about this now. The Lincoln Trail Prairie Land, according to the IHSA website. It it says Lincoln Trail slash Prairie. Prairie Land Large is the conference, but we know better. We'll, we'll call it the Lincoln Land. Right. And not to be confused, because I think there's there a is a, tra- there's a Prairie Trail Conference, I think. Well, there's there's something called the Lincoln Prairie Conference. That's, no, so okay, that's, that's already, yeah. that's, yep. That's what I was thinking of. So there's Lincoln <laughs> Prairie, there's Lincoln Trail Prairie Land, and there's Lincoln Land. So there, it's, it's very, very confusing. So that's a- a lot there's a lot of lincoln in illinois we know this so yeah right <laughs> and, true, and to its, true to its word and there's a lot of prairie in illinois i guess right. so <laughs> all right well mitch before we jump into the lincoln trail prairie land small division sure let's take a minute to thank a few of our sponsors mitch if you're looking for that perfect gift for the high school football player you got to check out matthewson's mini helmets they mm-hmm. offer totally custom mini helmets or decals for your school Find them on Facebook or on Twitter. Mitch, did you ever have a Morrison Mustang mini helmet? I've never had a mini helmet. I've got I've got full size. I do not have a, a mini helmet. Okay, yeah. It would That's, look great. It would look great. But, well, that helmet always looks great. Absolutely. Right, right. So, Mitch, we are obviously thrilled to introduce this season the Matthewson's Mini Helmets Player of the Week Award. The best performance in our area will receive a custom view from the West mini helmet made customized to include the player's name, their school, and the view from the West logo. 
Mitch, I'm itching to see this photo. I can't wait to yeah, see what it looks like. I can't wait to start sending this out. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, this is this is going to be a lot of fun. So can't wait to see what these look like. I haven't seen them yet, so um, no no clue what to expect. But I have very very high hopes uh, for Matthewson's mini helmets, and looking forward to this this partnership this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, I talked to it's uh, it's Cody. I talked to him about you know getting this all set up before the season started. I never really told him that. You know, I had kind of a growing mini helmet collection over yeah. the past few years, which, which my wife hates, by the way. So yeah, I should I talk it. quieter as I as I discuss yeah. all this. But, you know, I haven't really asked uh, Cody about like maybe expanding my collection to be buying some more mini helmets. And, you know, I would need to buy more shelves in my house. But, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you'd have to buy more shelves. You also have to get a PO box at your post office so that those <laughs> deliveries can go straight straight to the post office and not to your house. Well, because yeah, because my wife works from home and I work, you know, in an in the office. Yeah, so she'd be seeing all the packages before I do. So it would, yeah, it would not be able to hide it very well. But, right. Uh, yeah. Anyway, if you want to check out Matthewson's mini helmets, we encourage you to do that. Check them out. Search them out on Facebook and on Twitter. We thank them so much for supporting View from the West. We're excited for the award this season. Another sponsor we got to get in here, Brink Sportswear, offers totally custom made-to-order football uniforms that allow coaches and athletic directors to take control of their brands. The uniforms are available in sublimated and tackle twill. They offer free digital mock-ups, free shipping on team orders, and free physical samples before you buy so the team knows exactly what you're getting before you spend any of your program's money. Uniform sets start at $99 for sublimated, $120 for tackle twill. Mitch, I've seen uh, some of the tweets they've been putting out about the uniforms they've been giving out. Yeah. They look good. They, they would be Mitch Stormer approved. We'll have to get you on it. We'll have to have you look at them. They would be Mitch Stormer approved. Very clean, striping matches all the things that yeah, we like that. needs yeah, yeah absolutely yep yeah you we know. like that we, we appreciate that type of of uh craftsmanship and attention to detail that that brick sportswear puts puts together so yeah, yeah any, anything that i've seen from them looks real good absolutely all right we'll find them on twitter or you can go to brinksportswear.com all right mitch we're jumping into the lincoln land small school side of things We'll start at the top of the alphabet. We'll start with A-Town, the A-Town Tornadoes. Head coach Rick Quinn, been around, I think, since this co-op started. I think he's been their head coach since they were since this co-op as A-Town was born. They struggled last year. They were only one in eight. But the year before that, very exciting football team, a playoff football team. They do return a lot of players from last year. So they have a lot of varsity minutes. They have some players that returned from that team I just referenced that went to the quarterfinals. So they have that experience they can rely upon. Some names that we, you know, might recognize a little bit, but they got to bounce back. It was it was a long year for A-Town last year. Yeah, well, I think they, 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 they probably went through what we just talked about in the big school section where, you know, you, you have a successful season and then you lose some of those starters. Maybe you have a down year, right? Um, but that, that doesn't necessarily mean that that isn't a good foundation for the future. So... A-Town, certainly, that, that team a couple years ago, um, were, were they undefeated until they uh, lost in the quarterfinals? No, I think, I think they had gotten beat near the end of the year. Did they lose um, United? Is that yeah. what it was? Yeah, it was late okay. in the year. Either, either they, way, they were the one seed. They were right? very good. Yes, they were the one seed. They, they were, were a great the one seed in, in, a, in the 1A North, which, of course, is just one of the hardest brackets in the state. So, you know, having a season like that and then coming last year, again, 1-8, and eight, playing some new guys. 
But again, having that experience, um, getting those kids minutes, getting them plays, I think that's going to turn this team around a little bit this this season. Um, you know, I I can't predict what their season is going to look like, but I don't think it's going to be one and eight. I think guys like Kellen Hook, uh, Drew Sheckler, who I know we've talked about in the, in the four, Carter Redfern, who is familiar, Aiden Boone, and and Jay Simmer on the line. So I, I think again, like like Coach Quinn, and he's been through this before, right? And yep. as many years that you've talked about that he's been there. Um, maybe a bit of a rebuild last year, but now we're, we're working on experience and, uh, I think they're going to turn it around a little bit this year. Yeah. I always, I always think back. I think I, I met coach Quinn for the first time in like the first week of practices when they formed the A-Town co-op when mm-hmm. they, when it was, um, Avon, it was, um, I don't know if they had been with another co-op and then Abingdon when, when they, when they consolidated and it was their first year. And I just remember, I always remember going out there and seeing the, the new logo for the first time. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a pretty aggressive look. I mean, it looks yeah. way different than what you'd seen before. So it was, it was cool. I was always look back on that and remember that. And they had, they had some good teams early on in that, in yep. that co-op. So, oh, yeah. So, all right. Well, yes, let's keep moving down the list here. A um, couple new teams we'll get into here on this side of the uh, division in the Lincoln land conference. South Fulton Rebels, they were three and six a year ago. But Mitch, what, what I kind of look at with a team like South Fulton and with several teams in this in this new small division is, you know, do they fare better when they don't have to go up against Macomb, when they don't have to go up against the Farmington Elmwood Brimfield, when they're coming down to teams that are at their level? I think we'll talk about a few more teams that are in that similar situation in this division, but that's a team I look at that you know, maybe they fare a little different, you know, moving forward. Right. And that's sort of the dynamic now with, with these teams kind of, or these conferences kind of coming together. So you might see some, some, certainly some old rivalries in certain games that we see year in and year out, but we're also going to see some new games. So like you said, I think with South Fulton, maybe getting a couple new teams on the schedule um, that they don't normally play could fare well for them. So look, look to see if the Rebels can bounce back from three and six. Yep. Let's jump into another team, another new team kind of on our radar this season, the Havana Ducks. One of my favorite favorite mascots. I just always love Havana, Havana Ducks. That's a fun one. Have we seen the helmet? Because I, I have not. I don't know. I don't believe I have. So anyone listening, if you know what Havana's helmet looks like, I would I would love to know. I'm looking at it right now. Okay. So talk, okay. go, go through your preview and I'm going to look up the helmet. All right. That sounds good. So Mitch, we heard from head coach Colton Hammond. They were four and five a year ago, but he likes the team speed they have coming back with several guys who he thinks will be dynamic ball carriers. He thinks they also have one of the best linemen in the conference, and he'll be the leader of a bigger group of linemen than maybe this Havana team has seen in a few years. So right there, you have a combination of dynamic ball carriers plus a big line. I mean, I like that combination to start offensive line play they'll have to return a few key members but I think he likes what he sees there he likes the way this group finished the year last year they were very physical and so he's hoping they can continue that into this year a few players we'll look at um Braden Barner versatile quarterback he'll be in his second year as the as the uh, starting QB 700 yards total offense 11 touchdowns also had 70 tackles on defense. So this guy's doing it on both sides of the ball, being very effective. Hunter Nichols, one of those running backs we just referenced. He'll also, 
Um, he had 500 total yards and four touchdowns in kind of a secondary role a year ago. He'll be the lead back this year. So it's, it's his turn this year. Uh, Jaron Boggs, wide receiver and a running back. He'll step into a larger role as well. Had five total touchdowns last year, primarily out of the slot. So I'm guessing he's going to jump into a bigger role. And Mitch, the two, uh, a two-year all-conference player who coach said maybe one of the best linemen in the conference. He may be one of my favorite names that we've seen yet this year. Yeah. McGuire Martindale. Yeah. Had 60 tackles. Like I was attacked. Had 60 tackles from the defensive end spot. They're expecting great things from him once again. He'll be the anchor on the line that coach was referencing. So McGuire Martindale, that's that's a name. I love I love that name. Yeah. All right. Let me let me tell you this here, Greg. All right, let's go. One, it's probably my favorite logo that we cover. And I think you I think you tweeted it out because it's the duck. Yeah. It's like the old school duck. Yeah. I'm familiar. Yep. So looking at their at their uniforms, um, and th- this is from last year, so I assume that they're still correct. Which, side note, I think this game is against... I can look that up. Atlanta West. Um, so going back to Alana West, they have a great uniform. They have like a Charger. They're certainly the nickname's the Chargers. Yep. Um, they, they have the same helmet, but their color scheme is, is blue and orange. So that's Absolutely. a great look. But Havana appears to have the Oregon helmet it's a white helmet with maroon wings. Oh, cool. Um, and the picture that I'm looking at, their away set is is a white uh, uniform and maroon pants. So it's a very, very clean look. So this this conference has some strong helmet contenders. <laughs> oh, man, we are, already, we are already applauding Coach Hammond and the Havana Ducks. That, that yeah. sounds awesome. I love I gotta, it. I got a deep dive the new teams and their helmets because I just saw two new teams. And I like them. Both. So um, now going back to everything that you said that I truly told wasn't really listened to. I was <laughs> um, but I think that this certainly when you have a quarterback returning for a second year in Braden Barner, right. And had 700 yards of total offense um, and certainly quite dynamic on defense too. And, and all the names that you mentioned who are coming back and with a lineman like McGuire Martindale going to say his name as often as I can. <laughs> I think that, you know, even though they're replacing a couple of key pieces on the offensive line, they're bringing back a good group of skill position, good speed. Um, so I, I think this team will turn around and get into the playoffs this year. I don't think they will be a four and five team. Um, uh, just again, with, with, with what they, they bring back and coaching up their newer kids um, really like where, where Coach Hammond has the Ducks heading into 2023. Yeah, yeah, good call. I, I would agree. I think there's a lot of pieces there, and I think they, um, yeah, there's so potential one of, there. One of those pieces was McGuire Martindale, if we didn't mention <laughs> that. <laughs> we, yep, got it. All right. Love it. Anawan Weathersfield, the Titans, seven and Here, three. Yeah, here's just, <laughs> here's my here's my favorite for the small school. Uh, oh. Just already going to put it out there. Here we go. Oh, man. I, you don't even save the suspense until the I just end. Started, I started chuckling because I saw all the returning names coming back. It's like, oh, I cannot wait to see this team on the field. Here we go. The Titans were 7-3 and three a year ago. First round loss. Tough one to Rockford Lutheran, 35-19. I want to say they hung around that game for a little while. Yeah. And, uh, you know, against – we thought that was a tough matchup. We thought it was a tough draw when we saw it on paper. And, uh, you know, and even back then I thought – it's a tough draw. I would have loved to see him win it, but they're a year away that this is, you know, now this is the year. So yeah. Mitch, 
We've talked about it. Head coach Tony Grip basically has all his skill positions back. Multiple all-conference players returning on offense and defense. The big thing for them will be getting that O-line established with the run game, help protections to be able to pass the ball. They really want to be a more diverse offense. That was something that Coach Grip really kind of referenced in his season preview to us. And that would come with, you know, Dylan Ori at quarterback and establishing a relationship with some of those wide receivers, with some of those connections to really make that, you know, vertical passing game, you know, more balanced out. What you talk about it, Mitch, you already called it out. What do you like here? I like a lot. I like yeah, a lot. Oh yeah. about, you know, I was, I was a big fan of, of Dylan Ori last year. Yep. Um, you know, 1400 yards of, of total offense, just about 20 touchdowns. Um, Zeb coming back 1300 yards. I mean, 1500 yards of, of total offense. Um, Colin Horback, who is one of the top targets and, and certainly with, with Landon Sauer. So, you know, I just, I really like what this team looks like on offense. Certainly with defense coming back, you've got all LTC guys coming back, uh, like Ashton Potter, Drew Haverback, a lot of tackles from Cohen Newman. Um, yeah, this, this is just a really, really good, good squad. Um, and I know that I'm going to be in the doghouse with the Rova Williams field, um, fans again this year as i seem to be every oh, you, single year you are you already are but and i'll, I'll get to them in a minute because you i think what you said will apply to roba this year where it's almost like they're a year away whereas that was in one of weather's field last year now this is their time um and, and certainly coming off of a seven and three year it's hard to you know uh think that they <laughs> that they're not already there so to speak but um you know i think this is a team that is going to look like that team that went to the semifinals a couple of years ago. Um, and I, I just, just with what they have coming back, I, I just, I really think that they will be my favorite for this small school side of the conference. Yeah, I, I can see it. It's, I can't, you know, I will argue with you, but uh, you know, it, it's, it's tough. It's going to be, it's going to be a very exciting race. We'll get to it. We'll get to another team that you may have already referenced there in a minute. Yeah. Before we get to them, Mitch, we got to thank our newest sponsor to View from the West, the Cupcake Cartel. Gourmet, yeah. gourmet cupcakes made to order over 40 flavors. Mitch, go tell me these flavors. Get, give me the rundown here. Listen, these are, the, Greg, these are just listen, the popular flavors, of course. Listen, listen, we've all enjoyed Hy-Vee cupcakes over the years, right? Sure. There's, there's just nothing better than that homemade mom and pop cupcake here that that cupcake cartel is is known for so we've got over 40 flavors we're talking about here i'm talking wedding cake lemon blueberry strawberry milkshake snickerdoodle oreo just to name a few so absolutely um, perfect, perfect for any occasion greg weddings birthdays fundraisers a thursday night podcast that's um, <laughs> it, you know it, it doesn't matter it, it, there's there's no bad time for for cupcakes can you imagine this let's let's throw this out in the universe Cupcake Cartel, Gourmet Cupcakes, late on a Friday night while you're listening to the Instant Reacts podcast. Say less. <laughs> I mean, come on. I, you know, I, I think that sounds good. Well, we want to thank the Cupcake Cartel. You can find them on Facebook. Thank you so much for their support. Mitch, where, I didn't even ask you. I meant to ask what, what out of these popular flavors, obviously there's a bunch more flavors, but out of these right. popular flavors, 
where's where's your head go as i would say on the podcast okay let, let me ask you this let me ask a question that might define our friendship how do you how do yeah. you eat a cupcake well i think you gotta start you can't if it's a gourmet cupcake where there's a lot of frosting on top yeah. i think you kind of got to start on the side so you get some cake and some of the frosting okay <laughs> what do you yeah that that's what? the way to do it what do you mean you peel the bottom off. Well, yeah. I, I, and you stick it on the top and then you eat it like a cupcake oh. sandwich. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's okay. how you do it. Oh then wow. You got okay. Cupcake, you got cupcake on on the on the top and the bottom of your mouth. You got frosting in the middle. It's wow. not doesn't make a mess. Wow. Have you like taught your kids this? This seems like a breakthrough. No, this is this is special to me and for my information only. No, other than <laughs> other, other than I just shared it, but not well, yeah. It. Yeah. I'll have to ask, we'll have to ask Dawn from the Cupcake Cartel if that's, if that is the secret way to eat a cupcake. If that's yeah, the and I don't way. Wanna, you know, I'm not about destroying a cupcake, but I'm also not trying to make a mess. That's all. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. All right. We'll find the Cupcake Cartel on Facebook. Thank you so much for their support. The Quad City's first and only fantasy football show, For Fantasy Sake, has you all covered when it comes to all of your fantasy football needs. The guys come to you live every Sunday morning during the football season from 10 to 11.30. They've got the best analysis, rankings, DFS, and gambling advice between the Rock and Mississippi Rivers. So tune in to For Fantasy Sake every Sunday during the football season from 10 to 11.30 a.m. on Facebook and YouTube. All right, here we go. Let's keep going down the list. United Red Storm, 2-7 and seven a year ago. Head coach David Milroy had a great season two years ago. They were a playoff team. We really liked what they put on the field a couple years ago. They were a playoff team. I believe David Milroy was our LTC coach of the year a couple years ago mm -hmm. um, when they made their playoff run. They do return some talented pieces from that team a year ago that struggled. And again, this is a team I kind of look at that, if you have some pieces returning to a division in this conference that allows you to play teams that are your size, that, you know, the, the, the balance, the playing field's a little more balanced maybe than the crossover games you saw in years past, you know, I think there's potential there. Yeah. And, and again, it's the same kind of sentiment that we've talked about with a couple of these teams. They, they had great success and certainly United team that won a state championship their first year that they were uh, uh, a co-op. Um, or school, I should say, but they, they had that success two years ago, like you mentioned, a little bit of a down year last year, but those players come back and add to that experience for, for this season. So once again, I, I don't foresee a, a United team going two and seven this year. Uh, Coach Milroy has, has been around the block, um, has certainly built teams from bad records and, and done much better in years or the year after. So I expect more of the same from United this year. Yep, yep. Well, Mitch, keep moving down the list here. The Rova oh, Williamsfield Cougars. Mitch, they were six and five a year ago. They beat Stark County in the first round of the playoffs, led by head coach Grant Dolstrand. They like me. They don't like you, but no, uh, I nope. <laughs> we got, seven, we, it was yeah, I, I would just say that we I, I see Riley Danner's name on here. And it how this started was we left him off of that midseason uh whatever we called it mid-season yep. watch or whatever it was yep. so that's that's where my downfall really started and <laughs> I just keep putting my foot in my mouth and I feel terrible so yeah let's get into it all right seven I'll talk about them because they you know yeah please, please yeah seven offensive starters return 
Coach Grant Goldstrand says they return a lot at the running back and receiver position, and that's in addition to Riley Danner, a quarterback, which you mentioned. Coach Goldstrand likes that he's a smart quarterback. He's able to orchestrate the offense that has a lot of moving pieces. I saw it last year firsthand, you know, and now he's back with that much more experience. Defensively, they have five starters coming back. Depth at the linebacker position will be a strength. They need to play better team defense. He mentioned that in his uh, preseason form. You know, just the little things, getting lined up correctly, you know, doing your job at your position, you know, getting to the ball, tackling in space, all the kind of fundamentals that come with defense. He really was going to stress that in the preseason for them. And they want to create explosive plays on offense. I think with Riley Danner, Jack Godsell, Brian Bertelschofer, Lewis Sams, Luke Nelson, those are the guys that can help create that explosive offense. Mitch, I know, I know you like Anawan Weathersfield, and they got a lot back, but yeah. I'm looking at I'm looking at the Cougars. Let me okay, let me I can't salvage it. Let me say it this way. I'm looking at I'm looking at Rova's schedule right now. Rova Rova Williamsfield. Don't want to say just Rova because I got in trouble for that too. Um I'm looking at the Cougars schedule and they don't play Knoxville, they don't play Farmington. I foresee this team being undefeated heading into week eight against Anon Wethersfield. Yep. The flip side of that is I also think Anon Wethersfield could potentially be undefeated heading into that week eight matchup. They got Farmington the week before. Yep. I do think that both of these teams will be eight and one and that whoever wins that head to head matchup will be the small school champion. So as much as I, I do like about Anon Wethersfield, I think, that Rova will be right there. I think their schedule is, is incredibly favorable. And then as I, we talked about Anna and Weathersfield last year, I think Rova is, because a lot of those, those guys you mentioned are juniors. Yeah. So I think it builds up to next year, even more that they will be the team to beat. I just think that this year, uh, the, the Titans will still be in the way. So that matchup is week eight. Yeah, I, I, I'm. That's already one to circle because I think again, both teams have the potential to be undefeated heading into that. Yep. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, hit pause right now on everything. And uh, Matt Randazzo, wherever you're listening, whatever you're doing right now, stop what you're doing. Make a note in your phone. Just make a mental note that when that matchup comes up in Week Eight, I will be at Rova covering that game. Yep. I'm just, yep. I'm just telling Matt Randazzo on publicly in the podcast to make that note in his notes at WQAD that yeah. I will be going to that game. Is it, is it his birthday today or did I miss it? Uh, it was yesterday. Yeah. yeah it was we'll a, yesterday just, or two I days keep, ago, depending I on when you hear this. My, I keep getting in my own way. So I'll have to <laughs> you, try and apologize for that. Are you, I was in tech. I was in Texas. Sorry. <laughs> I, I did text him a happy birthday message. So, okay. So there you go. So man, again, I'm just scoring points everywhere here. So yeah, I got, I got to catch up. <laughs> all right mitch let's keep going down the list the princeville princes we we didn't get uh we didn't get a response from them this year unfortunately mitch so they were four and five a year ago they just missed out on the playoffs i believe it came down to a week nine matchup against stark county and I the winner was, was yeah. in and the and the loser um unfortunately was out and princeville was on the short end of that they were out so john carruthers team fell a little bit short of the playoffs you know 
you always kind of expect Princeville to be in the mix. Certainly four and five is, uh, you know, down from where they had been in years past. But I'm interested to see, depending on what the pieces they have back, where where they could potentially end up here. Yeah, a team that they're always just, they're hard to predict because it, it, sometimes they hang around real close, but then looking at last year, their losses, they there wasn't one loss that was closer than than two scores. So um, I, I think for the past couple of years, they've been hanging around that, that five and four, four and five, um, that record. Um, I think they were a good story that we had when we first started this podcast in the, in the COVID year where they were practicing out, you know, by themselves. And so, yeah, the princes and, and coach Carruthers, um, yeah, just always, always a feisty team. But, uh, but again, if anyone in Princeville is listening, please reach out to us. Let us know what we're missing. Looking forward to seeing this team on the field as, as we always are, but uh, we want, we want to cover you and we just uh, haven't been able to reach you. Well, Mitch, another team that's kind of new to us, you know, in our coverage, Rushville industry, the Rockets. Hey, we talked about good helmets on this podcast. Yeah. Have you seen Rushville? Yeah, big, big fan of what they got in the lids. Rushville industry looks really cool. Now, I do want to say I saw some pictures where they had like a gold face mask. Yeah. But then I saw the video. Uh, big shout out to Chris Dewar for helping us. He sent us the link to um to the the season preview that he ran his barnstorming tour which i love chris doer's coverage this time of year i love his coverage all the time but this time of year he does a great job with high school football his barnstorming tour the the helmets they were wearing in practice looked like they had a black face mask Mm -hmm. i thought the gold popped a little more i I would say but it's got i love the rocket decals on the side and the the center stripe that kind of fades as it goes back on a purple like on a purple lid that that's a really slick look. Yeah, I think so too. It'll it'll pop on on Friday night. Yep, absolutely. Well, let's dive in and talk a little bit about the Rockets here. You know what? Uh, in in Chris Dewar's story, which again, big shout out to him for helping us out. Head coach uh, Brian Lafferty really likes the culture that they have. That this this team is kind of that old school, you know, gritty football mentality. So you know that's kind of always fun. I think we both kind of appreciate that kind of roster. But the interesting, you know, when you start looking at things, they have a lot of unknowns. This is a a roster that's turned itself over, you know, a lot of roster turnover from a playoff team a year ago that went six and four. So it should be interesting to see how this team fares in in this new look division. Yeah, the playoff team the past couple of years, I think they were seven, I think they were seven win team two years ago. So um, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of tradition there with the Rockets. So but yeah, li- listening to uh, their preview, looks like they're going to be having players in a couple different new positions. Maybe a brand new quarterback, um, but you know, in the wing T offense, where we're plugging and placing, you know, different players, and and they'll they'll find out what works for them. Yeah, well, I think you talked about that wing T offense. You know, you have a cornerstone. They have a third year starter at center, so that's that's a good, a great building block when you're running kind of a wing T. If you got that experience snapping the ball for you. But Mitch, we have to talk about what Chris Dewar called the Travis Gray experience. Yeah. He's a lineman for him. He's got, he's, he's rolling the mullet out of the back of the helmet. He's now turning into a fullback this year. You know, he's, he's straight out of like the, you know, late eighties, early nineties type of football mold. Right. Yeah, exactly. It looks just like that. So he's definitely got, got the best, uh, to use a hockey term, the best lettuce. Uh, <laughs> I like it. I like it. In terms of his uh, his hair. So, 
Yeah, you don't see that look too often anymore, but when you see it, you know that the, he's a pretty darn good football player. So now that he's going to be running the ball, you know that he's going to be aggressive. Uh, and, and as he put in his his own words, run some folks over. Yeah, they, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, so they graduated 76% of their rushing attack from last year. That was in the, you know, according to Chris in his story. So that's that's a lot to replace, but you yeah. got to love kind of Travis Gray's mentality. He'll be joined by Jordan McGinnis. And actually, his brother will be in the backfield a little bit as well, Tanner Gray. So this Rushville industry team has some pieces, but clearly they, you know, they'll be a different looking team than they were a year ago. Yeah, I, th- I think so, too. So they open up away in week one at Stark County. So um, a, a good a good matchup there to kick off their uh, their 2023 campaign. Yeah, we'll talk about Stark County next. They're the, they're the last team on our list here. And I think that week one matchup, you know, I put it in our um, in our matchups to watch, you know, in the tweet that we sent out covering this conference, because I really feel like that's kind of one of those X factor games that that game could go. I know it's crazy because it's week one. That game yeah. could go a long way in determining which team is going to get to that five, six win mark and, and be playoff, you know, be playoff bound. Yeah. And I think Rushville um, had kind of went through that last year. I, I believe they lost their first two games. And then, you know, in a little bit of an 0-2 hole, came all the way back to get into the playoffs. So, okay, um, don't, don't want to be in that situation, certainly, but a, a Rushville team that's certainly used to that type of adversity. Yep. Well, let's jump in. Last, but definitely never, never, never least. No. Stark County, the Rebels, my good friend, my buddy, Jade, head, head coach Jade Nord. You know, Mitch, we sent out all these, we sent out all these season previews, and all the coaches had great responses. Coach Nord had great responses, but we wanted, you know, to get a little flavor of the team personality. And we were mm-hmm. hoping to get a little, you know, just a little extra, something different than the X's and O's and the impact players. And I think uh, all, he, <laughs> all he had to say when we were looking for that little bit extra was, I'm terrible at answering these questions. So, <laughs> yeah. The type so, of insight we're looking for. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So, so we won't, you know, we won't push him on that one. We'll, we'll let it go. We're good. But uh, no, in all seriousness, uh, coach Nord had a, gr- had a great form that he returned to us. He says they returned several skill position players that saw a lot of time last year, names that we recognize that we'll get into. And he feels like they have some depth in those areas. What they're really looking for this year is that consistency. They ran for 394 yards against Elmwood Brimfield. They averaged 9.5 yards per carry in that game. But then you move on later in the season, several times they were held under 100 yards. So, mm-hmm. you know, that that's a little bit of, you know, that can sit, can, can you find something that works and, and can, can the players execute game in and game out? That would go a long way to this Stark County team being where they were last year or, you know, what they're hoping for improving on last year. Yeah, and, and certainly last year, you know, losses to to Knoxville, to Rova, to Weathersfield, to Mercer County, um, and, and then to Rova again in the playoffs. So, you know, they they lost to the good teams. That, that's, you know, all you can say, and that was certainly coming off of a, a one-and-eight season. So they, they saw that, um, that, that jump last year, good experience, getting into the playoffs at least five wins. And so now you, you've got – a team coming back, like you mentioned, several skill positions, certainly led by Luke Rewards, who we really, really like yep. um, as a quarterback for the Rebels, and, and some other names that we'll get into. So um, I expect we, we talked a lot about 
uh, Ann Arbor Weathersfield and, and Roval Williamsfield, which I, I still think um, that game might determine who wins the, the conference. But Stark County is going to be right there with who they have coming back. Yeah, I mean, you talk about, you mentioned Rewerts, a, a name we called last year. Uh, Nolan Orwig, a junior running back. He had five touchdowns a year ago. Chris Barnwell will step in as a junior at running back. He'll get some more carries. Matthew Bowser, a senior uh, wide receiver. He had 104 yards rushing. He also caught some passes. Um, he also threw some passes. So yeah. he was doing a little bit of everything for him. Um, Connor Wagenbach, a senior wide receiver. Um, you know, you go through the list. Tanner Price was a third year starter on the offense. He'll be a third year starter on the offensive line. So, you know, there's, there's pieces here. Uh, Matthew Bowser, again, a name we talked about as a wide receiver. He's a third year starter as a defensive back as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is a, a Stark County rebels team that I think, you know, like coach said, if they can establish that consistency defensively, being able to stop those run heavy teams, you know, those little things, they can shore some of that up. I think this team is looking to improve, you know, once again. And again, it comes down to, I do like Stark County being in a division where the, the playing field's a little more leveled. They're facing enrollments that are closer to their size. They, you know, they're <laughs> avoiding the big crossovers with the Prairie Land. Yeah, they certainly got two, two pretty crucial games to start off the year against uh Teams that are coming back over playoff appearances, they open up at home against Rushville Industry, and then they go to Kiwani Weathersfield. So they really, they really get into the thick of things right away. So, but again, with what they have coming back, could the Rebels be a, a disruptor in in the fold here? Um, and, and again, maybe try and get their footing up right there with uh, the Titans and with the Cougars to, to try and get a you know a share or a, a claim to this title. I think that they can. So, uh, again, the Rebels, with what they have coming back, Luke Rewards, I'm looking forward to to what they can do, and I expect them to get back into the playoffs this year. There you go. I like it. I, li I like the prediction there. Well, Mitch, we kind of, like, spoiled the big surprise at the end that, you know, we both kind of called out our who we think is going to win this small school yep. side of things. You're going with uh, Anawan Weathersfield. I'm going yep. with uh, Rova Williamsfield. So, I like it. I like it. I feel like it's going to be, it's going to be a great season. And I really, I, man, I, I hope you're right. I hope it comes to that week eight matchup because mm -hmm. Matt Randazzo, that's where I'm going. I'm going to be there. Right. So. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Mitch, can you believe it? We just rolled through. There's the first ever, the inaugural Lincoln yep. land conference preview. That's right. Does it yeah. feel, does it feel historic? Do you feel like you just did like <laughs> did, made history? Well, I expected it. I, I expected that it would um, rival the track for longest preview, but with a couple of teams that we didn't get a whole lot of info from, I think we, we sidestepped that a little bit. So yeah. um, with, with the track being the next one that we record, I believe. Um, yeah. I mean, we're getting down to it, right? we got the track to cover. Uh, you got the big show for Western big six. And then by yep. then it'll be week one. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you're, you're already mentioning track and I got, uh, I got my buddy Chase sending me messages. He can't wait to listen to the track preview. He was he was texting me after we recorded the NUIC one saying, <laughs> man, I can't wait a week to get to the track. Like what so he's yeah. he's chopping at the bit to get to it. That's that's right. We'll be getting to the Three Rivers Athletic Conference season preview will be coming next week. Also next week, we'll get to the Western Big Six. That'll be the that'll be the big blowout show that Mitch, you're 
you're bowing out of that one. You you want nothing to do with this. It's going to be Matt Randazzo. Cor- yeah. Oh, cor- no, I, yeah, I'm certainly going to stay out of it. I would love to be a part of that conversation because I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you can I'll jump on. The more, the more, the merrier. It's going to be a lot of voices. Yeah, I, well, I, I got to save it for the track preview because that's going to take forever. Um, well, that's true. You don't want to lose your voice, but yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you my I'll give you my Western Big Six prediction closer to to that. So that's uh, fair. I'll make sure that I'll make sure that I at least give my my prediction. Uh, yeah, we I could do. Prediction. Yeah, at the end of the Three Rivers one, maybe we'll we'll talk a little Big Six with you to give your yeah. to get your thoughts and your sure. you know, your takes on everything. So, all right, that sounds great. So here we go. Two previews left, and then it's the real deal. Yep. I love it. Do you know? Thank do you know where? Do you know where you're going to week one yet? No, no. Okay. Honestly, I haven't looked into that yet. And uh, maybe I'll start pulling an edgy Tim and just looking week by week. Don't even look ahead. Just start driving. Just start driving and look for the lights. And just <laughs> That's pull all. Oh. oh, Mitch, you're already getting me all nostalgic yeah. about the fall. I can't wait. Um, no, but that does bring me to an important point. Mitch, one of us needs to sit down and do the week by week, like, you know, spreadsheet that we normally do. We haven't, we haven't done that yet either. So we got homework that's, to do. Yeah, that's that's going to be probably a a Thursday night thing. <laughs> what, game, what games are going on this week? Sounds good. Well, thank you to everyone who listens. I want to thank our sponsor, Breedlove Sporting Goods, Western Illinois' premier sporting goods store for uniforms, apparel, equipment, awards, online team stores. Their primary focus is right here on the western side of the state of Illinois. So Breedlove Sporting Goods is your fastest way to outfit your team. Of course, check them out on Facebook or head to breedlovesports.com or Cal Breedlove. Contact him directly. Email calbreedlove at gmail.com. So that will do it for the Lincoln Land Conference. We'll talk to you next week when we're talking track. We're talking Western Big Six. Mitch, it's getting down to the real deal here. We're getting close. Yeah, two weeks. Can't wait. That'll do it for this week's episode of View from the West. Thank you so much for listening. I encourage you to go out to Apple Podcasts or Podbean and subscribe so you can follow along and downloads will come automatically every week. You can follow along on Twitter at ViewFromWestPod. You can also email me if you're interested in being a sponsor, ViewFromWestPod at gmail.com. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week.